Hello and welcome to MMA Fight Club. I'm your host, Manuel Galarza. In today's show, we're going to go over the full breakdown of PFL number four that's coming up this Thursday, uh, June 10th, with a start time of 6 o'clock p.m. And the I think the original main card was Pettis and Martinez, but that's sort of been changed over now. Looks like it's Shield and Elkin. Not sure why that was. But anyway, we'll give you a full breakdown today, our picks, where we like our bets more than others, any prop bet situations. We'll start off with the prelim and work our way all the way up through the main card. All right, let's start off here with Palmer versus Stern. And, uh, yeah, typical of a PFL or a Bellator event, Palmer's coming in here at a minus 1,000. That's kind of crazy. Minus 1,000 versus Stern. And, look, there's no way you're actually going to place a bet on Palmer. So if you decide that you think he's going to win, I guess take him by decision, you know, uh, his last fight, if you saw his last fight, I watched it pretty closely. He did not look great. Um, Bubba Jenkins, who's fighting later on here in the you know, co-main event, basically. Um, I, I thought that – it's just my opinion. I, I could be totally wrong here. So if you're a Palmer fan, you're listening to this, please, no offense taken. I thought Palmer looked scared. I thought he looked uncomfortable, very much on his heels, Um there was just this intimidation factor from Bubba Jenkins towards Palmer. And so I don't know what that was about. I, I looked at that fight closely. Um, maybe it was a flash in the pan. But my point is you can't lay chalk on – you can't lay this kind of chalk. Minus 1,000, it's just crazy. So this is a dogger pass. You know, Stern is plus 550. He's 11 and 4. He's okay fighter. I mean, it's not like he's done anything special either. But if you're going to wager in this fight, you're better off putting like – Literally five dollars, you know, put five dollars on the dog and just enjoy the fight, and that's it. But you know, minus one thousand, there's just no value on Palmer, no value in a parlay. So, um, I'm gonna pick Palmer to win the fight, so just I'm clear on that. But if you're betting, you're, you're definitely looking to bet on Stern with that plus 550. Next fight in the card is Collard and Luderbach, and I'm gonna make this short and sweet. I thought Collard looked really good in his last fight versus Anthony Pettis. You know, he's got a boxing background. Um, Really sharp striking ability. He looked really clean. Did a good job in that fight versus Pettis. Uh, I think Pettis is kind of wearing down, so it's not like Pettis is the best measure um, for Collard. But Luderbach is, you know, he's very underwhelming. So, you know, I, I don't expect much from him. I think Collard's going to just overwhelm him with good striking, back him down, and, um, you know, just a better, classier fighter at this point. When I say classy, I don't mean like – you know, uh, letterbacks are bad, dude. I'm just saying, you know, in terms of what it looks like, it looks good, it looks clean. And I think, you know, Collar right now is on the move. He's a minus 230 right here. Maybe that's a little high. Okay. But either way, I've got Collar here getting a W. And maybe by decision, Letterback is, you know, somewhat durable, decent fighter. You know, he's 34 and 9. That's one thing about Letterback that you got to keep in mind. The dude's been there like over 40 fights, like almost 45 fights, you know. So. He's got some experience, and he's 4-1 coming into this fight. So, you know, whereas Collar's 3-2. But, I, again, I, I thought Collar looked just really good, really sharp, um, good punching. He's got a good, again, very strong boxing background. So we're on Collar here. All right, next fight. Here's our first dog we're taking. Um, that's Schultz versus Aldestov. I looked at uh, Schultz last fight, and, again, like very underwhelming. He didn't win his last fight. Um, you know, just, just didn't perform very well. I, I thought he just um, – it was weird because he was a heavy favorite, you know, but he looked sloppy. He looked gassed at times, just was very unimpressive. He was a big favorite coming into that fight. He was a minus 450. You know, it's like, 
gosh, you know, you can come into a fight minus 450 and you're losing the fight. It just by decision. Um, he didn't look like all the hype. I don't know where the hype's coming from here on this Schultz dude. So, and again, if you're a Schultz guy, if Schultz, you're here in this video right now, please don't come beat me up. No offense. Um, I'm just calling how I see it. I think minus 335 is way too high. You know, I, I think the opponent right here, you know, Mikhail Oldestoff, I saw him fight recently in terms of, you know, watching and reviewing some of his film. It wasn't that bad. Like, you know, he lost the fight, but, you know, he he, he fought okay. You know, he fought in April against Aleyev, and Aleyev is a good fighter. He's also here on this in this on this card as well. But I'm going with uh, Oldestoff. He's a plus 240 dog, so it's our first dog of the night. I like him. I like him straight up. Like, if this was an even fight, I probably still would be on, on Autostoff. So they're both 29 years old. He's a plus 240. Coming in here 18-3. and three. I think it's a W, and I think he's in Schultz here on a two-fight losing streak. And the Schultz kind of hype needs to, like, sort of slow down here. I don't, I don't see it. I don't get it. All right, let's move on here. Uh, next fight in the card is Marcin Held versus Mercier. And uh, Mercier has the three-name system. He's Oliver Obin Mercier with the hyphenated last name. I heard a few handicappers give reasons for why you might want to look at Mercier. Mercier is a plus 125. So he's a slight dog. He's more of a pick him, right? So Held is a minus 159. He's 29 years old. Mercier is 32 years old. Held had a nice victory. Again, I just mentioned last fight, he fought Nathan Schultz and he beat him. Um, you know, I'm not saying that Held is the best fighter in the world. But Mercier is just, you know, it didn't pop out. Nothing popped out to me on film watching him. Just didn't look super special. 32 years old, which at this weight class, 32 is like you have maybe three, four more years, and that's it. You're packing up. Um, so he's kind of at the end of his peak, you know. It is what it is, whereas Held, 29 years old, looking like he's making some improvement. You know, he's a minus 159 favorite. It's a good price tag. He's 27 and 7. I think he goes to 28 and 7 here. I think he gets the win. Let's move on here to All right, the next fight in the card, we just mentioned our buddy over here, Alev. Um so uh let's let's look here at the breakdown real quickly. We've got Ahmed Alev versus Loik Loik Radajabov. Oh my, tough tough pronunciation. I'm sorry guys. Again, that's Ahmed Alev versus Loik Radajabov. Radajabov. Boy, that killed me. 31 and 30 years old, respective. Um, Aliyev is minus 190 favorite over here, um, over the 145 for Radajabov. Here's what I'll tell you. I did a breakdown of their film, looked at a few fights, and, man, I came away thinking that Aliyev has a lot of similarities to Khabib. And I thought that after watching film, not looking at his actual you know, portfolio or his profile, realizing that he does train at Eagles MMA. So the dude trains with Khabib. Um, now, not maybe all the time. He has another Jimmy train that too. But the point is, I couldn't help but look at him and say, man, he looks like uh, a Khabib-like prototype. You know, it looks just like that. And just as this past weekend, Kirk. You know, Kirk fought uh, Marikani. And I said in the breakdown last week, I'm like, Kirk has this, like, Conor McGregor style and look about him. I heard some people echoing that term this past weekend, and I thought to myself, yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Well, Alev is just like that. I, I think you can't look at Alev fight and not think about Khabib. He's got this, you know, strong clinch, take him to the ground, you know, gets that double leg situation where your legs are all squeezed together and straight and, you know, makes you uncomfortable. But he's decent on his feet. Like, you know, he's, so he's athletic enough on his feet where he avoids some things. He's not a great striker. He's a minus 190 here. Um, 
and Ronda Zaboff is a good fighter. You know, his last fight, he got, he got, he just got robbed, man. He should have beat Martinez. I don't know what was going on there. We'll get to Martinez later on in the fight because he's he, later on the card. I'm sorry because he fight Pettis, but that was just a robbery. I thought he won that fight by decision. He ended up losing the fight to Martinez. I don't know what the judges were looking at. So he's coming in here two two and with a draw. You know, he should be, uh, you know, three one and draw. But good fighter. I just think I love. I think very highly of him as a, as a minus one ninety here. Is a really good bet. It's a really good pick here. So Alev again is where we're leaning towards. All right, let's move up the card here. Um, and I'll say this at this point in the video: if we're out of order in a few days on where the card is at, I've seen some shuffling with the card in terms of prelims and, and the main card. So forgive us. You know, we'll put some timestamps here in the video so that way you can jump around and and look at it. However, you know, whatever pleases you, whatever you're looking for in terms of advice. Um, but otherwise, I apologize if, if we're in the the wrong order when when things finally. You know, come to be. All right, so let's go to the next fight. We've got Shaman Morias versus Mov Movlid Ka Kaya Balayev. Oh, man. Man, these names are killer. So let's go with Movlid first. Movlid, the Russian, good fighter. Um, I do like him quite a bit. And the minus 360 price tag does make sense. Not a big fan of placing any wagers on things that are like over minus 250. Even in parlay situations, I try to stay away from it. And the reason why is I've had. <laughs> even in recent history where I've placed a parlay bet and put something that's minus 300 into the parlay. And that's the one that fails. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that was the least valuable portion of the parlay. And that's what ends up crushing me. So kind of like this past weekend with Jones, right? Jones versus Patrick on UFC. Like Jones clearly is going to win the fight. He's a minus three Oh five favorite. I take him, you know, pre fight. I put him into some parlays and what happens? A no contest. Like, Oh, thank you very much. So in this fight here, I, back to the point of, of Kaya, Kaya Bailev, he's minus 360, and um, I think that's a good price tag over Marias. I think he gets the win. He probably even finishes the fight. And Marias' last fight, he just got eesh, he got starched. Didn't look good. Um, yeah, plus 260 dog. I don't think there's any value there at all. So we're on Kaya, Kaya Bailev. All right, let's move on to what should be the last fight here of the prelim, but again, could change here at any point. And that is Wade versus Aspinov. Okay. This is the second dog of the night that we're going to jump on here. We like Ap Aspinov here at plus 125. Wade just really didn't look very good in his last fight. Um, you know, had some cardio issues that just didn't look very good. I, I mean, I, yeah, I had some issues with it. Um, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, Dizzy, he fought Dizzy uh, about, what, two, three months ago in April. And Dizzy's not a very good fighter, um, but man, Wade just was like, hold my beer. I'm going to be bad too. And you know, it didn't really look good. Um, has a really bad get up game. If you take him to the ground, like that's it. He's going to pretty much be, you know, like Bozer was this past weekend for UFC. Like he's not getting up. He might give you a thumbs up. Like I'm a good coach, but he just won't get up. So, you know, 33 years old, again, at these weight classes where this should be like, prime Wade, like pretty much or the end of the prime of, of Wade based upon his age, what we know from that weight class and age group, whatever. So he's coming in here minus 159. I think he's a slight favorite just because type of thing. Like his name is maybe a little more recognizable than Ospinov. I think Ospinov comes in here as a plus 125. Nice little betting situation here. I'm very confident he gets the win. I'm very confident that 
He comes in here. He's just, you know, he's a durable guy. Uh, you know, he hasn't fought the greatest competition, only 11 and th only 11 and three. But still, I feel like this dude is tough. 31 years old. You know, two years is not a big difference. But Wade, man, I don't. I, I'm going to say it right now. Staying far away from guys with cardio issues. You know, again, jumping back to UFC this past weekend, Baez, the big issue I had with him, the only issue we had with him in the pre-fight breakdown was the cardio in one of those fights where he showed, like, a cardio dump. What did he do yesterday? He's winning the fight, first round and a half, looks fine, and just falls off a cliff. Can't even move his head out the way anymore, so just takes a bunch of unnecessary jabs. It don't really hurt him, but he loses the fight. He can't move. He's tired. And Wade has that, unfortunately, in common. So we're on Aspinoff. Let's move on up here to what should be the main card. Again, I'm going to keep repeating. This whole card has kind of been jumbled around a few times. Uh, the first layout had Pettis and Martinez as the main event. That has looked like it's changed to Shield and Elkin, the women's fight. But which should be the first fight on the prelim, um, which should be, again, because it's, it's changed around a lot here, is Brendan Laughlin versus Tyler Diamond, okay? That should be the first fight here on the prelims. I'm sorry, on the main card. Lofton's 20-3, and three, coming in 5-0. and oh. Diamond's 3-12-1, and you know, 12 and one, coming in with a 3-2 and two in his last five fights. And looked at a few fights here. I like, like Lofton here. He's minus 265, so he's a strong favorite, but I still like him to win. I do not see the value in Diamond as a dog. You know, looked at some of his fights. Very underwhelming. You know, I felt like he was... He looked really raw. I'm going to say it. I mean, I know it's PFL, so I guess everyone could look raw. Lofton's like, you know, he's got a wrestling background. You know, he wants to be in the cage. He, he's very super hyped up. Like, the dude might be on steroids. Just side, side note. You might want to check this dude. Like, very hyped up, super duper energetic in the ring. Like, he wants to fight. Um, and I think Diamond coming in here as a plus 200 dog is probably about right. But there's no value there. I just don't see Diamond's path to victory. Um... You know, his stand-up striking defense is just not very, very good. So even though Lofton is not the best puncher in the world, he's probably still going to crack him a little bit because Diamond's stand-up striking defense is just poop. It's just not good. All right, so let's just move on from this fight. I'm on Lofton, minus 265. Got him in some parlay pieces. I think straight-up bet is, eh, whatever. Minus 265 is not, probably not, not valuable there. But as a parlay piece, yes, like him. One of the biggest favorites on this card. Uh, for this fight card here. Let's move on up here to Jenkins and Moffitt. And we heard earlier we talked about Bubba Jenkins a little bit. So we've got Bubba Jenkins fight, fighting Bobby fighting Bobby Moffett. Now, Bobby Moffett is a late replacement, and I don't see a way that Bobby beats Jenkins. You know, Jenkins came into his last fight and looked really good. I mean, he just came out there and just shut down Schultz. Schultz came in as a big favorite. Jenkins came out, nice jab. You know, you think a guy who's built like him, he's like very stocky, like almost like a linebacker. And he came out and was like displaying a nice clean jab. And I'm looking at it thinking, my gosh, look at this very bulky Bo Jackson body type guy out here throwing some finesse. And uh, it was good stuff. I liked it. Um, I mean, he dominated Schultz. You know, he shut that down right off the bat. It wasn't even a close fight. But I think here, um, I think in this fight here with a replacement, Mo Fett's a replacement, I think Jenkins at 33 years old at a minus 305, it's 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 actually probably about right. I have him winning. I'm parlaying him in a few pieces because again, minus 305 is just such you know such a lot of money. But I'll parlay him a little bit. I don't see Moffitt winning. I did hear 
one handicapper I really respect a lot. The guy does a lot of good breakdowns, and he was on Mofit, and I was just like, I had to re-listen a few times. So if this doesn't work out and, and, and Jenkins loses the fight, man, I'm the first one to line up and say I was dead wrong. But I see Jenkins winning the fight, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, and not saying a knockout. So I'm not, I'm not offering any prop bets here, and I don't offer much prop bets in general for PFL, but I see Jenkins winning the fight. He wins the fight. All right, let's move on to what I think now is the co-main event, and that's Anthony Pettis uh, versus Alex Martinez. If you haven't seen much of Martinez, um, he fought a few months ago, and I just I don't know. I mentioned it earlier. I don't know how in the heck the judges gave him the fight over Radzabov. I thought that Radzabov won the fight. I, I don't know what the judges judge was looking at. Martinez. He does the same thing that Pettis will do, which will, will, like he'll lay on his back on the ground and just like kick a little bit and lay there. I don't know exactly how the judges score this when a fighter's just laying down, but it's never a good look. Like if you're coaching a fighter, you're never telling them like, listen, hey, when you just when you get tired and stuff, just lay on the ground, just lay there, like don't get up, just like be lazy, wait for the referee to come over and make you get up, like do that, do that, you know, like that's a good position to take. I just. In a close fight, that can never be a good position to be in. Like, just from an aesthetic standpoint, you could see it. Even the most basic of MMA fan will look at that and say, that doesn't look good. You laying down, you look tired, you look defeated, you look like you don't want to try. I, I don't know what else to say. So Martinez was doing that a lot in that fight. And I thought Radizaboff did enough in clinch control. So, you know, I'm calling robbery there. I think he lost his last fight. Coming in here against Anthony Pettis... Oh, you know, Pettis is done. I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. Like, it's the writings on the wall, right? So he's no longer fighting UFC, which is fine. I mean, you can make, maybe make more money right now at this point in his career fighting for a different promotion. Okay. But that last fight versus Collard, like, Pettis did that whole back up, like, arms up. He looked super, like, uncomfortable at times. Like, just wasn't – he wasn't about it. He didn't go there for a fight. He came there just to get a few rounds in, maybe get a win wrestling um and collar was like nah we're gonna fight man i'm gonna fight i'm gonna box you i'm gonna punch you and pettis just got it's sad because you know when you think about anthony pettis in this generation of, of mma you know he is one of the most recognizable names you know he's a guy who he never was like elite elite like he was never a john jones or like a khabib or a connor but he's a household name right household name He's a household name. He's a guy that's been around, very well respected. His brother looked good recently too, which was nice. Anyway, let me put a bow on this one. I think that Pettis wins the fight because Martinez is just not good. I'm calling it right now. I think Pettis minus, minus 250. Maybe that's slightly too much considering that he didn't look great against Collar's last fight. But I think the I think Vegas knows. Like Martinez is... I don't want to say anything bad about Martinez. I'm just going to say he's not up to this fight. He's not winning this fight, okay? So let's move on here to what now should be the now main event here of PFL number four coming up on Thursday night. And that's going to be the 0-0. That's in 0-0. Never fought an MMA fight before. Clarissa Shields versus Brittany Elkins. So is this the first time? I mean, if this is the main main event this may be the first time the main event actually consists of a fighter who never fought a single mma fight now on the other side of that uh, i will say you know uh shields is a very accomplished boxer i think she's 11-0 in boxing 
holds a bunch of belts that have very little meaning to most people. Um, so she's a good striker. She's a good boxer. That's her background. She's never fought in the MMA world. She's talked about it, flirted with the idea. I guess, you know, PFL is looking for whatever they could do to promote, right? I mean, why not? Bring in like a, a cross-athlete type of thing. It's kind of like when Mayweather fought, you know, Connor. So, you know, I guess on one side you could say, okay, Shields is accomplished. She's undefeated 11-0. She could definitely punch, right? So she knows how to win. You know, she's a good puncher. And so if she could just, you know, land a few jabs, maybe get, you know, in rhythm, she can get her opponent off balance and, and win the fight that way. So that's pretty much all you need to know about. Oh, one more thing. Shields is an African-American young lady who has a lot of athleticism, okay? So she's a very good athlete. I'm not just saying, like, she boxes and that's what – I mean, I'm saying, like, quick twitch, very athletic. Now let's move over to Elkin. Elkin, like, ha <laughs> oh my God, this is crazy. This is the main event, mind you, right? So Elkin has been competing, competing in grappling matches the last, you know, four years or so. She hasn't fought an MMA fight in, I think, three years. So she doesn't really do MMA. She's really a grappler. She went 0-3 she went in her last three MMA fights, which was back, like, in 2016, 2017. So it was, like, at that time in her career, she was like, you know what? I'm not doing good with this MMA thing. I lost my last three MMA fights, moves over to grappling, and, you know, does that. Um, I think her last fight was, or her second to last fight was against Kayla Harrison. If you know who Kayla Harrison is, Kayla's, like, you know, up and coming, 8-0 or 9-0 now, like, super jacked, probably on something. Test her, too. And um, Kayla just destroyed, uh, just destroyed Elkin. It looked bad. It was, like, first round type of situation, first round arm bar. And so, yeah, like, Elkin's not a good fighter. She, well, I should say she's not a good MMA fighter. You know, that doesn't seem to be in the cards for her. I think that PFL set this up perfectly for Shields. Like, we're going to give her an opponent who's totally not active, probably not ready, can't box, right? So Elkin's not a great boxer. She's been grappling. I mean, she's been grappling for three years. For three years, she's doing grappling-only bouts. She was 0-3 in her last three MMA fights. So as much as I usually would say the, the MMA background fighter or the person who has some type of experience in the octagon might be the favorite over some newbie who's just coming off of a boxing-only career, I think that Shields' athleticism and I think that her striking power probably is going to be enough. And, you know, Elkin's just the meat. You know, she's the low-hanging fruit right now to give a chance for Shields to come in here and, and get to her 1-0 um in pfl so i think that's what's going on here i think it's a clear setup for shields to win the fight now with that said if she loses right for shields wow it's going to be maybe the quickest you know flash in the pan because you can't give her anything easier than this you're giving her the easiest of easiest opponents and if she can't take elkin and put her out or just beat her dominantly like easy dominant fight you're just like you're thinking about this fight, and you're like, wow, gosh, you can't get any easier than this shield. So it's going to be a test from that standpoint. Shield should just be able to knock her out, TKO, right? That's what I would expect. Um, next thing you know, maybe Elkin takes her to the ground. Oh, no. Starts grappling her and grinding her out, and Shield is like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Any, I, don't, I'm do, I don't do this. I'm a boxer. I'm a boxer. And it's like, whew, if that happens, that, that's going to be poop. Anyway, I'm going to say this. At minus 560 for, for Shields, I want no part of it not putting money on Elkin really either because I don't see the value. Um, I think if you, if you put a gun to my head, I'm going to say that 
Um, my last dollar I'm putting on Elkin to win. But if I had to say who wins the fight, actually, I guess Shields. That's just strictly on athleticism and punching. Ah, yeah, going to be weird. Might be the main event, like I repeated before. So that's it. That's our full breakdown here for PFL. Um, number four coming up here on Thursday, uh, June June 10th. Um, this week is busy. We've got Bellator uh, on Saturday. I'm sorry, on Friday night. And we've got UFC on Saturday. So it's three days in a row. you got... PFL on Thursday, Friday's going to be Bellator, Saturday be UFC 263 with Adesanya versus um, Vittori. So busy week ahead. Our breakdowns will be coming out throughout the week. Uh, we'll break down, of course, Bellator. We'll break down, of course, UFC. We'll get it out. Following the uh, Bellator event on Friday night, we will have a recap show. And following the UFC event on Saturday, we'll have a recap show. We do not do a recap show at this point for PFL, which will be Thursday night. But you know what? Who knows? Maybe we'll have enough energy. We'll jump on here. We'll give the recap. We'll go over it. So that's where we're at. I'm going to do a real quick summary here of our picks here for PFL uh, coming up on Thursday night. We'll start with the prelims. We're going to go with starting off with Palmer and Stern. We're going to go with Stern as a dog or pass. Collard versus Litterback. We're going to go with Collard. Schultz versus Odestov. We're going to go with Odestov. Held versus Mercier. We're on Held with a win. Alev versus Radizabov. We're going to go with Alev. Kaya, Kaya, Kai Belayev versus Marias. We're going to go with Kai Belayev. And last fight, the prelim is Wade versus Ospinoff. We're going to go with Ospinoff to win that fight. In the main card, we're going to go ahead take Lofnin over Diamond. We're going to take Mofit to lose versus Jenkins. And we're taking Jenkins to win that fight over Mofit. We're taking Anthony Pettis to get back in the win column to get a W over Martinez. And in the main event, we're going to go ahead and, I mean, this is just a it's, a, it's a quash. I don't know what to say about it, but we're going to go with Shields to win the fight. But if you're betting, you're probably better off betting on Elkin. So there's your full card coming up on Thursday night. Wish you guys the best. Anyone who's betting in the fight, um, don't take it too seriously. It's some of these fights, I mean, look, the main card might be a fighter who's literally 0-0 zero and zero in Shields. So, you know, when, when I wager on PFL personally, I that and Bellator, just sort of like having some fun, Nothing too serious. I feel like UFC, more consistent. You can sort of make better conclusions. You know what you're going to do. So if you're watching the fights on Thursday, you want some action, just dip and dabble. Um, as a quick review of our favorites, the ones we like the most, like the locks of the night, Jenkins, lock over Moffitt. Like that a lot. Laughlin, that's a lock over Diamond. And um, and, and, and Kai Bulev over Marias. So those three... Super confident about those situations. And if I had to go to a fourth, Pettis over Martinez. Like those a lot. Feel confident. All right, guys. Good luck. You know, bet with caution. And we'll see you guys soon. Peace.